checking in this week. Last week, majority of the work was about preparation for the breathing workshop. It went very well. I was really excited about the feedback, intro workshop, and then post-workshop, some questions I had and follow-up. Those were awesome. Um, the if you the way we work the way we work the workshops the way the workshops roll we send out an invite gonna do a lot better job already created the link and record the audio if you if you're here you probably see it above but uh already record the audio that we send out to kind of tell people what it's about what to expect and just prepare them for an awesome event well, we're head of the eight ball so far. Created that today, got that to who needs to have it today, and hope to have it out and about to all that matter tomorrow. That said, if you are not able to attend a workshop, please still sign up because I would love to share the information that is coming in. It's not all from me. I'm pulling on professionals in various sectors from finance, communication, professional development across various spectrums, even uh, from, um, what do you call it? Why well, am I drawing a blank? And I have a counselor on to talk about performance anxiety, leadership. These are people who really push the needle forward in their areas of expertise and who are willing to share with the attendees as much as they can within the allotted time. And speaking of time, we ran over with our workshop. Um, I alluded that we might it be in the first one. I gave an introduction to athletic foundations and me being the moderator and presenter on that one. Um, you know, it, it didn't flow as smoothly as the following workshops will. All that said, we were still done in 47 minutes total, total time. Uh, I think it boiled down to on in the digital file that is up and live in our teachable housing, 36 minutes of actual content. The rest of it was us talking beforehand. Um, offhand conversations as we waited for people to come up on to come on the zoom call and then the back end uh the send-offs um so yeah it was, it was an awesome event great questions hope i answered them all clearly and thoroughly i have some follow-ups to 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 work through but not only did the attendees have that initial experience after each workshop materials will be sent additional materials will be sent out to those who attend or who sign up so that's why i put emphasis on sign up even if you can't attend sign up and we do have a rolling email list you will get an invite to every workshop if you cannot attend that it's fine we will get you the materials i know this time of year 
basketball season is about to kick off. Volleyball season is shutting down as far as uh, high school goes and, and collegiate. Football season is in full gear. So I know that Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Time is of value if you have something of greater importance than furthering your development as a human being. By all means, do it. Uh, so that was one of the notes. I mean, all <laughs> pretty much all my notes are athletic foundations, forms. Um, you know, one cool thing with athletic foundations, you're able to set I am able to serve the athletic community uh, and work as a provide the tools necessary, whether it be, hey, look, we can't afford to go to this event. How do we pay for it? And I'm able to sit down, think it through and present solutions and help fulfill those solutions. It is awesome. So some of those forms that I worked on were just questionnaires on what's the event? How much does it cost? Is this, you know, approved by such and such just to make sure everybody's covered CYA always. Um, those are the other, the forms and notes us or the notes on forms that are in there. Updated smart speed. Yeah. We're kicking it off in, um, in house with blockout volleyball Academy. So my wife started blockout volleyball Academy about six years ago. It's a skill training volleyball facility she trains the girls in all aspects of volleyball as far as your core skills setting hitting passing serving blocking and then on actually across the parking lot we recently opened up the strength side i do spearhead that but i am not a day-to-day i am not involved day-to-day in the strength program with my main focus being athletic foundations. Um, but that said, it is metrically driven. And not only do we gather data on jumps, sprints, and uh, change of direction, but we use it. We show the athletes, we, we charge the athletes to take ownership of their performance and their output so that they can see the improvement that they're working toward and the facility is set up as such i spent a lot of time in drawing it up and um you know really thankful for the relationships that helped it you know come to fruition it's it's awesome so i check it out if you like call ahead um you have an upcoming workshop will be led by Daniel Heller. Daniel is my conference. Uh, I mean, we've gone to, I don't know what to call him. He's my conference. We started off as like just going to conferences and seeing each other at the same conferences, talking to the same people. We're like, hey, we must have something in common. Uh, we're great friends now. I would call us great friends now, you know. It started off as just like as conference buddies or whatnot. And like we would share notes. And if there was a, a, a conflict of scheduling, he'd take notes and I'd take notes and then we'd share them. Um, so, you know, always challenging each other. And over the years, we've stayed in contact. 
we've you know helped each other push forward uh, through certain instances events and, and life in general and he will present on actually <laughs> continuing education so specifically the title is what to study now that you're done uh, he has an a blog contribution on my website and it speaks to certifications and how they're not all equal and he he did two other contributions i believe there were two other contributions one was an introduction and uh gave a little background and whatnot but he's in the pacific northwest doing awesome things he's very 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 smart and a great guy i'm excited to actually get to, to moderate this one um we're going to spend the next few days tuning it um you know, with the workshop series, there is an outline that everyone will follow. And actually, after this, I, I'll hop on a call with another presenter, Ben Short. He's gonna he's gonna bring the financial piece to athletic f foundations uh, first in workshop and then curriculum. And so it's all coming together. You know, as each day progresses and I work through each day. Um, you know some of the challenges that are faced it's uh it's hard at times to stay focused and and stay on target but thankfully i've been able to surround myself with you know a, a handful of people that encourage me and and tell me to get off my ass and and, and go um so very thankful for those people but those are the notes uh, oh ooh yeah, one note I did have. It's not in in my phone. Let me take intake some a hydration source. <sighs> Try to make that as dramatic as I could. But yeah, so I had a question. Start off for myself. And I've been working through how to present it to other people. So here we go. Here's my, it's probably my fourth try. As a coach, we run into instances where we find it hard to relate to athletes. But if we've been thorough in paying attention to the athlete or athletes, the team, and we step outside of the situation, a lot of times we're able to come to a solution. So thinking, why is that? Like, why are coaches, not all coaches, but some coaches, better at that than others? And I came to this, and I don't think it's the catch-all because I already found some outliers that did not participate in sport, but they are great coaches. But as an athlete, I was thinking, what was the most challenging situation I had to work through. Like in the moment, in competition, I had to work through. Not an injury, but just like, hey, look. Not necessarily I, I sucked the whole game, but like literally a play that I just blew and it cost, or I felt it cost the team an opportunity. How did I respond? 
So I'll frame it like this. I'll tell the story. One year we were, if not the first game one of, we were on on the first game night for football season, the collegiate season. And we had ESPN2, I want to say, out. We were playing a rival team. And it was like top dogs striking up the season. Whoever wins this game, you know, we're going to have to see you again later in playoffs, right? So, and there's some bad blood between the two. It's a night game. Student body is supposed to be blacked out. There were TV cameras everywhere. I just remember the environment being electric. Like, there were TV cameras placed oddly. That's that's one thing I remember is the turf being extremely green. The night sky was just dark. It was just like lights and turf, and it showed up. It's like an HD experience for me. I was really dialed into this game. Uh, it, it was it was one of my best games, I believe. I checked the stats. <laughs> but anyway, digress. I'm dialed in. We're dialed in as a team. We come out for warm ups. All I remember standing at the door before we came out. So we had we had a door that led to our field. All right, and we all kind of gathered there, and then it boom, and we go out and do our thing. So I remember standing there, door to the complex, looking through the glass. It's just a glass facade. If you haven't seen um, the Ken Sparks Athletic Complex in Burke Tar Stadium, under the lights at night, like it, it's awesome. So I'm standing there and looking out, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's go." Just like locked in run out and that's all I remember is like looking through the glass I don't, <laughs> I don't remember running out or most of the game I remember that they ran the power and as an outside linebacker playing and when they lined up in their formation I would move down to a nine technique so I'm outside like a defensive end stand up no hand in the dirt I'm an athlete. <laughs> That's a little cut. Um, but, yeah, I would line up in a non-technique. Tight end would block down. Fullback would show. I would spill the fullback, make the running back bounce the play. I was eating it up all night. First play, I hit him in the mouth because I was like, you know what? Either I'm going to knock myself out or you know, he's going to know I'm here all night. Like, I'm expecting him to come and bring it all night. This is me. Asking you to show up as a competitor and let's go. And so, I mean, he brought it. I brought it. I was just, cow. You know, tight end block down. I had my hand on his hip. Pushed him down. Then fullback show, cow. Back bounced it. Mike linebacker was flowing. He uh, scraped over the top of me. Bow, made the tackle. It's like, yeah, let's go. All right. Um, and so that, that went. I mean, they ran that play a lot. <laughs> they weren't running that or passing, right? Um, they were in the power. And then, like, you know, the next few times I saw it, he thought I was coming in high, so I went low. And, like, I didn't cut him. I went through his hip and made a couple of tackles. Like, I think the first one, I tripped the back up, got my hand on shoestring tackle. He trips up. 
uh, I got an assist because somebody else hit him at the line. And then another one, like, I, I just blew through his hip again and uh, met the back in the backfield, if I remember correctly. Uh, again, like, barely, like, shoestring-ish. And so, like, that's about how the night went, you know. And then we just, you know, we just kept meeting each other in backfield. They tight end blocks down. Fullback shows. Boom. Bounce. You know, like, just that was the night. Well, it was back and forth game. And it was third or fourth quarter. I believe fourth. And, like, I believe it was late in the game. I really do. And um, we ran, it was near, if not, on the goal line. It couldn't have been on it because we wouldn't have ran that. We wouldn't have run that. But that, it was something in goal. So they're like on the, they're within the 10-yard line. Because we ran a man coverage that, yeah. We ran a man coverage that we always, like, if we're in, if you're within 10, we were locking down, man. Which was fun for me, but, you know, whatever. And, um, the alignment was off. For whatever reason, like, pre-snap, I adjusted my defensive end. He lined up outside of me, but I had the tight end, and he was outside. And so I moved the DN in. The defensive end lined up in a nine initially, and I was in a seven, so I switched us. And, um, you know, tight end block down. So I ran the tight end down. And then, like, the fullback was coming. And then it was like, whiff! <laughs> he avoided me and ran a wheel. And as soon as it happened, like literally, tight end blocks down, it happened quick, bang, bang. I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to eat this. Whiff, shit. <laughs> Turn, and I'm chasing, but there ain't no chance. Like, he's way beyond me. And uh, we did have over-the-top help, but safety couldn't get over the top in time. And fullback catches it. Boom, facing the quarterback in the end zone. Strike up the band, touchdown, other team. And I felt so horrible. So, like, reliving that, I'm like, goodness, yeah, I felt really bad in that moment. Like, I I mean, I didn't get a chance to redeem myself until the next week. So, it was late. It was late in the game. I remember that. And, uh, I mean, we lost. You know, offense didn't get anything going, and we lost. And I remember that being the only game I actually cried after. Not like, <gasps> boo-hoo sobbing, but like I cried after the game. I sat in my locker. I didn't take my pads off like I normally do. I just sat back in. We had the big wooden lockers. You know, you kind of got scooped back in. I sat back in there like little kid, just like in my feels crying. I was like, how did I get over that? How did I recover? And one, it was going back to it and breaking it down technically wasn't really my fault I, uh, I don't know at this point you know um, you know so we broke it down technically then I mean we watched film you know like you watch film as a unit well I watch film independently then we watched film as a position <laughs> 
maybe as a front seven, then as a defense, then as a team. You know, like sometimes we watch film as a team. That was lame. It's always lame. I hated watching film as a team because you got to watch the offense, and it's like <laughs> it don't have anything to do with me. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just one of those where it like hit me, and it's like you know what. I did a great job the entire game, and I'm not going to let that define how I played the rest of the game. But I take full responsibility for that, and it will never happen again. And I don't think it did. If it did, I don't remember it, so that means it didn't happen, right? Lying, lying. Yeah, it never happened again. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember playing a team that ran, um, they would spread out a good bit and they would spread the tight end out. And I normally would play in coverage. Uh, so we had a, a coverage where I would go no help on the, oh, wow, we did do that. I think it was a coverage where I would go no help on number one to the strength side. Strong side. Um, but anyway, I, I'm end up a lot in the slot. And we ran. Our, we were on the goal line. We ran a uh, man coverage. And I had the tight end one-on-one. He gave me a move. I don't know what it was. His head fake got me a little bit, but it put me in perfect trail technique. So I did not panic. Cause I'm like, he ain't going to outrun me. <laughs> you got man, Like this ball has got to be perfect. And like, I just remember like just falling back to my technique and like, boom, I was like, okay, yeah, he got off the line. I didn't get the jam. I wanted to get my hands on him, but I'm like, damn, I'm in great technique. And, uh, like, I was just waiting for him to turn for the ball. He turned for the ball, put my hand up, pull the ball down. That's what I, I worked to do. And I heard the crowd go, like, ah. And, like, I couldn't tell they were cheering or sad. So I was like, oh, man, I'm I'm on somebody's highlight. This is going to Sports Center. Uh, <laughs> but I got the ball out. And, um, and it's just, like, trusting myself in that moment. And I don't think I would have. I think having that that adversity, that failure where I screwed up might help me to be more patient later in the season. Because I was late in the season. Uh, we beat that other team uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. But we, we beat that other team in the playoffs as well. It's a good year. Um, yeah. So that was the note I had. Like, as a coach, long-winded, as a coach, what moment of adversity did you have to overcome and, like, get back on track to play? Not not an injury, like, outside of injuries. You know, I think that's an easy one. Um, as far as, like, oh, I had an injury and it took me out mentally. Like, no shit. It happens to everybody who has an injury. Like, you have to overcome that mental aspect. But, like, Real gamers have moments where they fail, and you have to bounce back. Whether it's like for me, I had seven days of like I can't do anything about it, other than just take the next step. You know, what do you do when you're in the moment and you fail, and you have to step right back up, get right back on the line? 
Like, how did you handle that adversity? And then two, the main point of this, how can you help your athletes work through instances like that? I'm not saying you go give them a hug because nobody wants one then. I'm not saying, say, oh, yeah, I understand because it's happened to me because nobody wants to hear that. But how can you help them? How can you help provide them the tools that are necessary or the skills that are necessary to develop to release that and get back to present moment focus? And that was my note, uh, actually the last one, and that's where I'll end.